This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm delighted to go digging for gold with you in the unmatched, powerful, restorative, and miraculous Word of God. It's wonderful to join you here and to open the Word of God with you. You know, some podcasts tell stories, some do fascinating interviews, while others discuss politics, entertainment, or even sports. Can you believe it? There are some podcasts that talk about math, science, cooking, or cleaning your house. A Jolt of Joy is a bit different from all of those because I am a Bible teacher, and that's what A Jolt of Joy is all about. We open the Word of God together and go digging for gold, for eternal gold, for nuggets of joy. If you want true and lasting joy in your life, you'll open your Bible. Joy is found wherever Jesus is, and He is the Word of God made flesh. What an exciting possibility. Well, today on A Jolt of Joy, we are continuing a teaching series titled, What Do You Want?, which is focused on the book of Ruth in the Old Testament. Ruth's life is about to change direction today. It's about to change direction simply because she chooses to do the next right thing. She's following the Word of God and the way of God in her life. But before we start today's teaching, I'd like to remind you that I have a brand new book out just in time for Mother's Day. It's a book that has long lived in the recesses of my heart, and now, at last, it has been written and published. The title is The Rooms of a Mother's Heart, and it is my gift to the next generation of mothers. The Rooms of a Mother's Heart is a book that is rich in wisdom, filled to overflowing with heartfelt stories, and has been branded with the joy of this wonderful calling of motherhood. You can order it at our website, which is carolmcleodministries.com, or on Amazon or Christian Book Distributors, or on Shop the Word. You could also go to your local Christian bookstore and ask them to carry it. The Rooms of a Mother's Heart will make a wonderful Mother's Day gift for all of the moms in your life. But now it is time to dig back into the story of Ruth. We are about to witness one of the greatest love stories of all time unfold before our eyes in the lives of two ordinary people. So get out your Bible and a box of tissue as we continue today in our story of Ruth and Boaz, who is becoming her kinsman redeemer. I can't wait for you to hear what happens next in today's teaching. Ruth and Naomi last time having a discussion about what to do next. What was the next right thing? Well, Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, gave her valuable wisdom and advice. Now, let me just remind you of some things that we know in the backstory here. 
At this time in history, parents were responsible for matchmaking, for making an appropriate match for their children. Also, we know this, Boaz is their next of kin. He is a very close relative, and God's law made provision for the close relative to marry a widow and to restore the family land. So Naomi was simply doing the next right thing. She was following the plan and the word of God. Oh, That'll teach if you find yourself in a conundrum today, like Ruth did thousands of years ago. If you don't know what to do next, ask yourself, what is the next right thing? But maybe more importantly, what you should ask yourself is, what does the Word of God say about this? So Naomi is telling Ruth what to do when she goes to the threshing floor that evening to meet with Boaz. Last time we learned in Ruth chapter 3, verse 4, that it shall be when he lies down, that you shall notice the place where he lies, and you shall go and uncover his feet and lie down, then he will tell you what you shall do. So remember, the men lay with their head to the grain, with their feet out, and their families laid around them with their feet touching. So what Ruth was being instructed to do was neither sinful nor was it provocative. It was appropriate advice given the fact that Boaz was the close relative and the law provided for Boaz to take Ruth as his wife. Naomi said, Then, he will tell you what you shall do. Naomi knew that Boaz was a man they could trust. And you know what? So is the Lord. The Lord is your kinsman redeemer, and he is a man that you can trust. He will tell you what to do. So we have this little question that I ask you every time we use the phrase kinsman redeemer. Who is your kinsman redeemer? We know that Boaz was Ruth's kinsman redeemer, but who is your kinsman redeemer? Why, it's Jesus. I love this picture that we see of Ruth humbly approaching her kinsman redeemer in his high places, because it's also a picture of us humbly approaching the Lord in his high places, laying at his feet and listening for his instructions. It's a beautiful picture of our relationship with our kinsman redeemer. Take the time to go to the high places with the Lord. The high places are a place of worship. It's a place where we go to worship him, exert the effort to go to him there, and then do what Naomi instructed Ruth to do, lay at his feet. Lay at the feet of Jesus. He will meet you there. He will instruct you there. He's a man that you can trust. He will tell you what to do when you lay yourself and your plans and your opinions at his feet. Verse 5, and Ruth said to Naomi, all that you say, I will do. Don't you just love it? Ruth trusts her mother-in-law, Naomi, with a submissive spirit. Ruth says, yes, ma'am. Oh, to be a Ruth, to say a wholehearted yes to the plans and purposes of God with absolutely no hesitation and with absolutely no reservation. Ruth was not only a hearer of the word, but she was also a doer of the word. That's what James one twenty five tells us to do. 
to not only be hearers of the word, but to also be doers of the word. Ruth's response also reminds me of Mary's response to the angel in Luke one thirty eight. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. This should always be the posture of women of God. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, I am your servant. I belong to you. Be it unto me according to your word. I will do whatever you say, Lord. You know, the will of God is not a smorgasbord where we can pick up, sort of smell it, lick it, and then choose whatever we want. The will of God is not a buffet that can be altered to meet our differing tastes. God's will is found in His Word. And can you say with Ruth and with Mary, be it unto me according to your word, all that you say I will do. You know, when I'm teaching the Word of God, I always look for the opportunity to point out the importance of having our feelings submit to the Word of God. Our assurance is not in our feelings or in our circumstances, but it is in His unchangeable, miraculous, powerful Word. I read a story recently about the well-respected missionary Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor was in his late 70s, and he was still living in China at that point. It was during the Boxer Rebellion, and the missionaries were experiencing great suffering and even death. Hudson Taylor said, I cannot read, I cannot think, I cannot even pray, but I can trust. No matter what you are going through today, you can trust your good, good Father. You can trust in His unfailing love. No matter what you have done in your life, you can trust His healing and cleansing power to redeem and to restore. I often quote to myself, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, If we are faithless, He remains faithful, for He cannot deny himself. Okay, back to Ruth and Naomi. Do you have a Naomi in your life? Do you have a mentor whose word you can trust? At the worst moment of Ruth's life, Naomi stood with her, spoke to her. Listen, we all need a Naomi. Go look for a Naomi, an older person, an older man or woman in the faith who knows the ways and the word of God. And listen to that person whenever you find yourself in a conundrum. Verses 6 and 7 in Ruth chapter 3. So Ruth went down to the threshing floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law had commanded her. When Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain, and she came secretly and uncovered his feet and lay down. Now, this is not a seductive action when you know the Mosaic law. When you know the Mosaic law, the kinsman redeemer, you know that what Ruth was doing was the next right thing. Can you even imagine how Ruth's young heart was beating out of her chest? Really, she's asking Boaz to be her kinsman redeemer, to marry her. This one action on this one specific evening could either end in 
and they lived happily ever after, or with humiliating rejection. Ruth's perfumed neck is on the line. Spreading a man's garment over a woman is symbolic of the protection offered in marriage. It is commonly used as an actual part of the wedding ceremony in some cultures and religions. Ruth has just proposed to Boaz. Do you have your confetti ready? This is what I can tell you on the deeper level of this story. This is what I can tell you concerning the symbolic theological level of this story. First of all, who is your kinsman redeemer? Your kinsman redeemer is waiting for you. He doesn't sleep or slumber. Psalm 121 verse 4 says, Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Your kinsman redeemer is waiting for you to make your move because actually he's been chasing you down your entire life. He's been giving you grace and favor and blessing. Your kinsman redeemer wants you on the threshing floor of his provision and of his love. He's waiting for you to snuggle up next to him, and he'll tell you what to do next. Verses 8 and 9. And it happened in the middle of the night that the man was startled, this is Boaz, and bent forward. And behold, a woman was lying at his feet. And Boaz said, Who are you? And Ruth answered, I am Ruth, your maid. So spread your covering over your maid, for you are a close relative. You know, life is filled with rude awakenings, and so is the Bible. Adam woke up to find out that he was now a married man. Jacob woke up to find out that he was married to the wrong woman. Boaz woke up to find a young woman lying at his feet. Ruth was saying to Boaz, Be my kinsman redeemer this night. I love Isaiah 51, 16 that says, I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. And that's what Ruth is waiting for. She said, I'm Ruth, your maid. I'm giving myself to you. I'm offering myself to you in marriage. You know, as you come to your kinsman redeemer today, identify yourself. Tell him who you are. I belong to you. I am your handmaid. Lord, I am yours. You know, at Ruth's moment in history, it was dark. There were no streetlights. There were no cars passing by. There were no nightlights and no torches. Boaz likely couldn't see who was at his feet. But this is how he responded in verse 10. Then Boaz said, May you be blessed of the Lord, my daughter. You have shown your last kindness to be better than the first by not going after young men, whether rich or poor. Remember that Ruth was not a boy chaser. She wasn't a husband hunter. She wasn't flirtatious. She was going for God's way, for godliness, for quality. Ruth didn't want somebody particularly young or handsome or powerful. She wanted what God wanted. So Boaz referred to her last kindness. You've shown your last kindness to be better than the first. What was Ruth's first kindness? Well, let me remind you what Boaz said in Ruth chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. Boaz replied to Ruth, All that you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband has been fully reported to me, and how you left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and came to a people that you did not previously know. 
May the Lord reward your work and your wages be full from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to seek refuge. Did you know that Boaz used the word chesed in Ruth chapter 3, verse 10? You've chosen your last kindness to be better than your first. He used our favorite Hebrew word, chesed, which means covenant love or kindness. It means God's faithfulness to his people. It means kindness that expects no thank you note written. My friend, we have to apply this to our lives in the 21st century. Your kindness, your chesed, shown to others, demonstrated to others, will change everything for you. In Ruth 3, verse 10, Boaz pointed out that Ruth had not gone after younger men, whether rich or poor. Let's apply this to your life. Are you chasing after empty things that will never satisfy you? Are you flirtatious with the things of the world? Oh, my friend, if you have been flirtatious with the things of the world, come back to the threshing floor and lay at the feet of your kinsman redeemer. Tell him that he is all you want, that he is all you have ever wanted. You know, legally, Ruth could have taken Boaz to court, but she approached him in a humble and loving fashion. She could have called the elders of the city together and demanded that Boaz take her as his wife, but she approached him in a quiet and modest manner. Ruth chapter 3, verse 11. The words of Boaz. Now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you whatever you ask, for all my people in the city know that you are a woman of excellence. What a high compliment. Boaz's response is immediate. You know, I can't help but think that he really is in love with her. He didn't hesitate. He said, you're a woman of excellence. You're a woman of noble character. He said to her, let people say of you, she is a woman of rare excellence. My friend, every hard choice you make in order to deserve this compliment is worth it. She is a woman of excellence. The Lord says it of you. Your kinsman redeemer says it of you. If you have been washed in the blood of the lamb, if you've been anointed with the Holy Spirit, if you've put on the garment of praise, if you've gone to the threshing floor of his presence and have said, Lord, I am yours. I will worship you in this high place. The Lord will look at you and say, you are a woman of excellence. You are a woman for whom I have been waiting. Let me tell you a little interesting fact here. In the Hebrew Bible, books, the books of the Bible, are in a different order than they are in our Western slash English Bibles. And the book of Ruth comes right after the book of Proverbs. Do you remember what Proverbs 31 is all about. It's about an excellent woman. It starts out by saying, a woman of excellence, who can find? This is the exact same term that Boaz uses when he talks to Ruth this one night. You know, on a deeper level, Boaz says to Ruth, I will do for you whatever you ask. Now, remember, who is your kinsman redeemer? 
That's Jesus. And Jesus is saying to some of you today, I will do for you whatever you ask. He said it in John 15, 7 to the disciples. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. Your kinsman redeemer is waiting to hear your requests. So what do you need today? So what do you need today? Go to the Lord, go to the threshing floor of his presence and ask for it. Ask your kinsman redeemer. Ruth 3, verse 12. Boaz said, Now, it is true that I am a close relative. However, there is a relative closer than I. Do you know that clause in Western wedding vows? If anyone here can show just cause why this couple should not be joined in holy matrimony, let him speak now or forever hold his peace. Boaz just raised his hand and said, Pause. We need to go talk to this close relative. You know, Boaz is such a man of honor. He always does things the right way, doesn't he? Boaz is not a man of the moment, but he looks to the future. He processes decisions through wisdom. He doesn't make decisions based on what he can get or upon how he feels, but he always makes decisions based upon what is the right thing to do. My friend, if you are not married yet, choose a man like this. It will determine the integrity of your life for the rest of your life. Most theologians agree that this was the very reason why Boaz had not moved on approaching Ruth yet. He knew that there was someone closer in the bloodline. But the minute, the instant that Ruth made her heart known to Boaz, he jumped at the opportunity to approach the other man. Boaz, who was a man of honor and integrity, knew that the other man took priority. Boaz was about to go negotiate on Ruth's behalf. Boaz is more than willing to be Ruth's champion and her knight in shining armor. Verse 13, Boaz said, Remain this night, and when morning comes, if he will redeem you, good, let him redeem you. But if he does not wish to redeem you, then I will redeem you as the Lord lives. Lie down until morning. Boaz is a mighty man of the law. He will always do the right thing. He had her stay the night because the streets of Bethlehem were not safe for a young girl in the middle of the night. There were thieves and robbers during these, the days of judges. And Boaz said, as the Lord lives. This expression is used in conjunction with an oath more than 30 times in the books of Judges, Samuel, and Kings. It means that as surely as Jehovah is the living God, that the individual making the promise can be counted on to fulfill his word. My friend, you have a kinsman redeemer whose name is Jesus, and you can trust that your kinsman redeemer will always do the right thing in the right way, the honorable way. So like Ruth, you just lie down and get yourself some sleep. Today, we are closing our time together in the Word with Ruth lying at the foot of her kinsman redeemer. What a wonderful place to pause at his feet because who is our kinsman redeemer? Well, 
His name is Jesus. And I hope that this week you will spend some time at the nail-scarred feet of Jesus. I hope that you will go to his high places in worship and lay down and rest in his presence where there is always fullness of joy. Well, next time in our Bible study, What Do You Want? We will go back home with Ruth as she reports to Naomi all that happened on the threshing floor with Boaz. Believe me when I say that Naomi is one overjoyed Jewish mama. I'd love to hear from you, so feel free to email me at carol at carolmccladministries.com. You can also grab lots of encouragement from visiting my website, which is carolmccladministries.com. But now let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. Jesus, thank you for being our kinsman redeemer. Thank you, Jesus, that we can trust you. Thank you, Jesus, that you call us by your name and that you invite us to come to the high places with you. Lord, this week we are determined to lay our cares, our burdens, our conundrums at your feet. Lord, we love spending time with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. And as always, I dare you to choose joy.